If you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered. Offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC. I want to turn your attention this morning to the book of Esther, chapter 4, beginning in verse 13. Esther, chapter 4, beginning in verse 13. If, I'm going to just so, speak a message this morning. If so be, be it. You know, the, study the book of Esther. You'll, we're going to get into here how God's provision was. He already made a way for the, the Jewish people. When Haman had it in his mind that he was going to get rid of them, God already had a plan to save his people. This Esther chapter 4, beginning in verse 13, the word of the Lord says... Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not within yourself that you shall escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if you altogether hold your peace at this time, they shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house shall be destroyed. And who knows whether you are come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Then Esther bade them return Mordecai this answer. Go gather together all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast ye for me and neither, neither eat nor drink three days nor night or day. I also and my maidens will fast likewise. And so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. And if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded uh, him. I want to speak to you on the thought of so if so be, so it be. Uh, Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come into your house. We ask for your anointing this morning, Lord. Uh, we pray, Father God, for you to just touch me, dear God, today, Lord, uh, and give me, give me the words you would have me to speak, Lord. We thank you, Father, for what you've done in this service this morning and what you're going to continue to do. Uh, and we give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Uh, I want to tell you, Esther did not come to the kingdom by chance. Uh, she didn't come by luck uh, or by pull. Uh, but how Esther come to the kingdom was by divine uh, placed by the hand of God you for a time and purpose let me tell you some let me tell you there's times God places us for a certain reason amen there are times that God sets us in a house for us for a specific reason and this was the reason that Esther would be chosen queen let me just tell you Esther was not chosen queen just for the glory and the glory of being the queen. How many know uh, a lot of people would have just chosen because uh, the title of the position, uh, the title, give her the rights, the title, you know, queen, queen this, 
princess queen having the glamour, but God didn't place her there to have the glamour and the glory. But know that what God had placed Esther into the kingdom for was for the saving of her people right there. This job called for courage. This job called for someone who would be brave because danger was involved. Someone had to do it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Somebody this morning's got to preach the gospel. Amen? Somebody's got to carry it into the world today. Somebody's got to do the work of God today. In some ways, Esther could represent the church. You see, Esther had a mortal enemy that wanted to get rid of all of her people. Esther had somebody there that was plotting to destroy them. Esther had somebody there that wanted to wipe her whole household and her whole nation out. His name was Haman. How many know this morning that we've got a mortal enemy that wants to steal, kill, and destroy from us? How many know we got a mortal enemy that wants to bring us down? But I'm telling you today that we can be like Esther. We can rise up and say, so be, so be it this morning. Because I'm telling you that God has opened the Houston Town Church of God for such a time as this. Amen? God has placed you here for such a time as this this morning. God has called you for the hour that we are in right now. Ain't that something? I believe that we're living in some exciting times. Amen? We're living in dangerous and perilous times, but it gets me excited. Why? Because I believe with all of my heart this is the generation that shall see the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. Let me tell you, so be it what the world thinks. So be it what the hounds of hell thinks. So be it because why God has placed us here for this time and this purpose. You see, Haman was determined to kill them all. Haman was determined. He said, I want to wipe them out. How many know from the beginning? You can go back to Genesis and it, you can see it today how people want to wipe out the tiny nation of Israel. You know, the Muslims want to wipe it, wipe them completely green, clean. If they had their way, they would annihilate Israel. Anybody believe that this morning? If they had their way, Israel wouldn't be on the face of the map. And it ain't just them. It's a lot of these other countries in the world. I thank the Lord right now that we've got the most pro-Israeli president we've probably ever had. Amen? Because the way we treat Israel will be the way that God treats us. Amen? God said he will bless those who bless Israel and he will curse those who curse Israel. Amen? That's what he said right there. But you see, the attack was going right there. You see, Esther had something working for her. Like the true church has got working for them this morning. How many know who she had working on her side? It was God who was on that side. When God's on your side, you ain't fighting a losing battle. Amen? When God's fighting for you, he's gonna bring you through it. You see, God had already ordained her before he was even thought of. God already had 
had her placed in the kingdom for she was even born. Amen? Because God knew there would come a time that she would need a woman in the kingdom, that he would need a queen to save his people, to save the Jewish people. He knew what Esther would do. He knew she was the right one for the right job. And let me tell you, when God's working for you, everything's gonna be all right, amen? Some of you need to get that in your mind. God's working for me. That was an advantage she had. And I call that a good advantage, amen? I call that, you'd have all the numbers you want, but all I need's God, and that still makes me the majority. Amen? People miss that this morning. People's missing that mark that God be for them who or what can be against them this morning. They can have all the plans they want. They can have all the plots they want. I call it the plot of the devil. The plot of Satan will never stop the plan of God. Amen? Did you hear me? I got news for you. How many know the devil's running rampage in this last day that we're living? Anybody turn on the news to see everything's going on? Well, I got news for you. I've heard some thinking they got it won. I hear some of these people, oh, oh you Christians that just need to shut up. Y'all ain't gonna win. Well, I got news for you. I've already read the back of the book and it tells me we win because he wins amen it tells me God's working for us it tells me when it's all said and done and when Christ nips it in the bud there's that famous philosopher Barney Fife again when Christ nips it in the bud when it's all said and over it's gonna be holiness unto the Lord the people of God will reign amen the people of God will inhabit the earth one day, amen, the people of God, when it's all said and done at the end of that seven year tribulation and when they're gathered in the battle of Megiddo, all of a sudden coming from the sky will be an army from heaven dressed in white, ready to take its place back on the earth to rule this world with a rod of iron, amen, we got God working for us this morning. Let me tell you, it's pretty good. Hot's when God's working for us. She had a, when he's on her side. See, I don't need to, if I got God on my side, he'll give me a favor wherever I need it. Amen? I tell people, all you need is the favor of God. You get the favor of God, he'll give it to where you need it here on this earth. Amen? Second, she had the approval of the king, and he loved her. This was a pretty good hot, but it all started with that first one I talked about. Amen? She had that. And thirdly, I, I'm just, this is my introduction. She had Mordecai to instruct her and to guide her. She had somebody giving her some spiritual advice there. She had somebody leading her along the way. She had Mordecai there. You know what? It become her time. It was time for her to do what God had called her to do. You begin to see this right here in Esther 4. It was her time. 
it was the reason she had came to the kingdom. She didn't come to the kingdom to just sit on the throne and look good. Amen? She didn't come over there just to be pampered around. She didn't get put in there to just be seen. But God had that purpose. And now we're seeing it was time. It was time for her to open her mouth. It was time for her to save her people. Let me tell you something, church. Let me tell you something, Houston Town Church of God. It's your time this morning. Amen? It's your time today. God has got you here for a purpose. The reason the doors are open, because he got a purpose. Amen? The reason it wasn't shut a long time ago, because God had a reason. Well, I believe it's 2017. I believe it is. Amen? I'm telling you right now, I get my dates mixed up. But listen, what I'm telling you in 2017, uh, the last we're going into the last part of the year, which is hard to believe. Uh, but let me tell you, it is our time uh, to rise up uh, and preach the gospel. Uh, it is our time uh, to go into the four corners of the earth. Uh, it is our time uh, to stand up uh, against sin. Amen. It is our time uh, to tell the world uh, that Jesus saves. Amen. It's our time uh, to preach repentance. Uh, it's our time to declare he's a coming again this time to get on the ark this morning. Amen. They don't like it, so be it. So be it. How many know not everybody's going to like the gospel message? So be it. I've always said the gospel message was like some penicillin. People don't like to take penicillin, do they? Anybody in here like to take it? Nah. But if you're sick, you know what you need? You don't need candy. You need penicillin or an antibiotic. Amen? Sometimes the gospel, may not, it may not taste good to them. Amen? It may not say, they may not like what they're hearing. But it's what they're needing because the gospel's the only thing that's going to change, man. The gospel's the only hope we got, amen? I used to think, like I told them, I was the mean little church of God boy. I cut my teeth on the church of God. The church of God's all I know, Pentecostal. That's all I know right here, Pentecost, church of God. I used to think, boy, I ought to get a kick of his sermons, the preacher's paycheck, because I'm the one inspiring half of them. <laughs> I used to think it. Then there would be times I would do it anyway, just to, I'll give him something to preach on, just to aggravate him, <laughs> instigate it a little bit. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I used to work with a youth pastor. He's the one that got me saved, but if I could instigate him and get him a going, I was having me a time, amen? I would do things just to get him going, <laughs> amen? We'd build bicycles in these Walmarts and stuff, and I'm telling you, I'd, I'd be working with him because he was trying to get me saved, and I tell you, if there was ever an instigate, 
alligator that was getting under his skin. I'm telling you, I believe I'm the leech that got under it. But you see where I'm at today, amen? He, what I'm getting at today is this world needs to hear the greatest message that's ever been told, amen? How many know the greatest message ever been told didn't come on the soap opera network, amen? The greatest message you've ever been told didn't come in some novel or some mystery. The greatest message that ever been told came, started in Genesis and ends in Revelation. That's what this world needs is the message of Jesus Christ. So be it if they like it. Persecution's rising against the church anyway. See it. So be it. But we got to stay faithful in these last days. You see, let me tell you, just like in Esther's day, her people were in danger. Can I tell you something? This morning, they are souls that are in danger. Amen? Amen? People are in danger of perishing. Amen? Just as this Esther's people were in that time. Can I tell you, hell's real this morning. It ain't a joke and it ain't no byword, but it's a real place. People are perishing. You see, whatever it means we got to take the gospel out with, I believe we ought to take the gospel with it. Amen? We do, I, I, you know, I like, don't get me wrong, modern technology can be so aggravating sometimes. Working on computers and things like that, I found out sometimes you'd rather just take a hammer to a computer than trying to work on it. Am I right, Rob Troy? <laughs> Amen. But let me tell you, I'll tell you right now, whatever means we can take the gospel with, we're on speaker, let me tell you. Let me tell you where we go to. We're in China. Amen. We're reaching China. China's one of our top plays. Yeah, that's something, ain't it? Indonesia, Muslim nations are in our top. Not only here in the United States, but I looked at the demographics of where the cities are across the world and the lands. And let me tell you, a little church here in Houston town, Pennsylvania, is taking the gospel into the world. Amen? I'm telling you, I counted the nation. There's a list of nations that have listened to our messages. Let me tell you, thank the Lord for that. But people are perishing. And I think to myself, how many, I wonder how many has been touched with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Christ through those messages. There's no way of really knowing. But I promise you, I guarantee you, there's some seeds that's been planted somewhere along the way. There's some people that's probably come to the Lord in the last couple years since being on that. What are you saying? I'm telling you there are people that are in danger of perishing. There's people in your household that are perishing. Esther, you something must be done. And you've got to realize you're something that must be be done. Have you got to the point where it says something must be done? Amen. When's the last time hear this? You wept on your face for them. Amen. See, David knew something must be done with Goliath. One of the messages I taught to kids was, don't say you can't do nothing. If they said they couldn't do nothing in youth camp, you know what they, in that Bible boot camp, drill sergeant back there, got them on their hands and knees and done push-ups, jumping jacks, or running some laps. 
because we placed it in them. The Bible says that you can do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengthens you. Amen? We got that in them. I was telling them, yeah, Thursday night. I said David was just a little shepherd boy. While all of Israel's army was in hiding, saying there ain't nothing could be done about him, there was a young little boy, a shepherd boy, that said, is there not a cause? While Saul was hiding in fear of the king and his army didn't want nothing to do with him, there was a shepherd boy that says, I'm going something must be done. Amen? That's what he was saying. Something must be done. That giant's got to go down. If we don't take him down, we're going to be bothered with him the rest of our time. Have we got to that point? Are we willing to say as Esther did, if I perish, I just perish, but I'm going to stand up for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Have we got to the point it says if they turn against me, they're just going to have to turn against me because so be it. I've got to give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. If they want to laugh at me, they want to mock at me, they want to scuff, spit on me, kick me, whatever, so be it. Something must be done. So be it. Who's willing to do it? See, what the church needs to have, it needs to have willing hands. It needs to have eager feet. Amen? And it needs to have open wallets. It needs to help reach the people without the gospel. It needs to reach the people that don't have the gospel. Amen? At any cost. I'm telling you, you know what Jesus said? He said, go. He didn't say stop. Next Sunday, I'm going to preach on Pentecost. He told them, the only time he told them to tarry is when they had the weight on the outpouring of the Spirit. But after they were baptized in the Holy Ghost, it was a go. And there ain't no caution lights and there ain't no red lights yet. Amen? The message is still the same, Go. Go into the world, and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and unto the uttermost parts of the earth. Just like Esther's time, we are in, you hear this, we are in a crisis time. There is a crisis that is sweeping this land, in this world. Has anybody paid attention to the news around the world? Well, I'm going to tell you something interesting. I don't know what's getting ready to take place, but there's been some big brewing over the Temple Mount. There's been some fighting going on over at Temple Mount. Amen? Anybody been hearing that? About the fighting going on over at the Temple Mount? I'm telling you, I'm hearing Israel's about ready <laughs> to say, take it back. I'm hearing that. But all it takes is one big earthquake under there to knock that dome of the rock down anyway, by the way. <laughs> God knock it down just like that. But what I'm getting at is if you look at the world, you see the weather patterns in the world. You see all the earthquakes. I'm telling you, there are swarms of earthquakes that are happening left and right. Yellowstone, how many has been in the last few days? There's been, I forget, in the last week alone, I believe there's been over 200 earthquakes around Yellowstone. Not only that, swarms of earthquakes hitting around the world. Eclipses are coming down in North Carolina, down in my neck of the woods. 
They're telling people August the 21st, listen, they're, they're expecting 3 million people to come into Robbinsville, Andrews, and Murphy, and Franklin, North Carolina alone to see this total solar eclipse. They're telling them it is possible for the power to go out. They're telling them you better buy your groceries and get stocked up because it's possibility you can run out of food just to see an eclipse on the <laughs> sun. I thought to myself, what a wonderful day would that be for the Lord to come. Amen. When there's an eclipse and all of a sudden the trumpet blows. Amen. That's how you. <laughs> I said, wouldn't it be wonderful? But if you look around, you see the world is in chaos. The world is in crisis. They're calling evil good and good evil. Amen. How many know they're calling evil good? I look at these babies and they say, it's my choice. It's my body. No, it ain't your body. It's that baby's body. Amen. They're ordaining transgenderism. They're now putting on birth certificates. Let the child decide if it wants to be born male or female. And I think to myself, really? You got these degrees and you can't tell whether it's a male or a female? It ain't too hard. I'm telling you, this is a crisis time. Violence has filled the earth. Ungodliness is sweeping. I'm telling you, Haman meant business right here. He wasn't playing around. Time was running out. Something had to be done. And can I tell you what I begin to think about? I'm going to tell you this. Time's running out right now. It's running quickly out. It's tick-tock, tick-tock. It's one minute to midnight, if not closer. Amen? You know what we stand at the door of? We stand at the door of the coming righteous judge. We stand at the door of the snatching away of the saints, of the rapture of the church. Anybody believe that? We stand at that door. You know, I'm telling you, you're seeing signs that show how close we are to what they call the tribulation period. Well, if you're seeing signs that are pointing to the tribulation, it tells me the rapture's that much closer. Amen? We're standing there. Any moment now, there's nothing that really has to happen for a trump to blow. Some people think, oh, it ain't going to happen. Well, you may just get fooled. They didn't think it was going to flood. Lot's son-in-laws mocked him. They mock us. You go downtown, hold, let's go, you go down to Giant. Hold a sign up, Jesus is coming. How many think you're crazy? Well, I'm not going to deny that I'm crazy. But I'm crazy for Jesus and not the devil. I know he's a coming. I know he's a coming. They may not believe it, but guess what? One day, can I tell you, whether they believe it or not, they're going to be fooled. They're going to be shut out, just like it was. Can I, I, I'm, I'm got to move fast. Let me tell you, in Noah's day, they didn't believe a flood was coming. Here, this old crazy preacher was preaching of a flood. He was building a boat. <laughs> What's this man doing now? I like it when they say, what's that crazy church down on North Clear Ridge doing now? <laughs> what they doing? That's what they'd really say. What them crazy holy rollers doing down there? We're rolling into heaven. Amen. 
That's what they were saying about Noah. What's he building? It ain't never done like that. They were laughing, scoffing. Until the day the flood come. And the Bible says God shut the door. That means the Bible says also no man can open or shut that which God opens or closes. Amen. That means Noah would hear the. Can you imagine the multitudes of people that were knocking on the door? Let me in. Let me in. Can you hear the crying as the water would rise up? But Noah couldn't open the door because he didn't shut the door. The only one that could open the door was Christ, was the Lord. And they had their ample opportunity. And I thought to myself many times, ain't that way it's going to be after he comes? They're going to bombard these doors to get in here. But they're going to miss the boat. Amen. They're going to miss the load. They're going to be pleading and begging, but they're going to miss it. Can I tell you, people in hell are pleading and begging to get out of there, but it's too late. The door's been closed. I'm telling you, people say, this, ain't a cri- this is a crisis time. This is crisis mode that we're in. Hello. If you don't think something must be done, you ain't paid attention to where we're at right now. Crisis has swept the world. We're standing on the judgment of God. We're standing right there before this to happen. Just like Esther was standing in a crisis time. This is a crisis moment for those who don't know Christ. Amen. I'm not to myself. I know what's going to happen. Anybody else know what's going to happen? For me, it's good. for a believer, can I tell you? I got a promise. It's going to get better. He's going to snatch us out of here. It's going to get a whole lot better. Amen. But for the ungodly, for those that don't know him, let me tell you, it's going to get worse. You ain't seen nothing. What's happened? Life's about what ready to take place. Amen. There ain't been nothing that happened like getting ready to take place on a worldwide scale. Just like Esther, we got to do the job that is assigned to us. Amen. John 9 and 4, Jesus said these words. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is a day. The night comes when no man can work. You know what he's saying? You better get it done while you can right there. Can I tell you there's a harvest? Jesus never said pray for the harvest. Read it. What did he say? He said, pray for the Lord to send laborers into the field. He said there was a harvest. Anybody know he said there was a harvest? There's a harvest. There's a harvest. The problem is we ain't got no laborers for the harvest. Their harvest is right, but the doors are closing. It's closing quickly. The potentials are great. But the responsibility is awesome. Amen. Think about Proverbs 10 and 5. What Solomon wrote right here by the inspiration of the Spirit. He who gathers in summer is a wise son. But who who sleeps in a harvest is a son who causes shame. That's what I mean. 
Too many churches are sleeping while the harvest is moving. I think we're going to reap a harvest out of some of these kids. Amen. You, I'm telling you, you get the little ones, you'll get the big ones. Amen. I don't know. I, I enjoyed watching these kids. They thought they was going to come wake me up one morning. Old preacher was already up. I told him, she's the drill sergeant, but every military base has got a general. <laughs> Guess who the general was? General Jimmy. <laughs> oh, I had fun with them too, watching them do all this stuff, watching them on that court out there. But more importantly, what we done is we sowed. Amen. We put those seeds in there. I'm telling you, we, we're running out the doors are closing. Every opportunity you get to spread the gospel, it ain't time to quit. It's a time to open up. Amen. Amen. It's a great opportunity for service. This is my last point. It's a great opportunity for service. Right there. God placed Esther in the kingdom. Being the queen, she could have played it safe. She could have said, well, I'm safe, but I'm not really worried about the other ones. She said, as long as I'm where I need to be, ain't nothing going to happen to me. She could have played it safe. But no, that ain't what she said. She said, if so be, so be it. If I perish, I'm just going to perish. But I'm going to stand up. I'm going to speak under the advice of Mordecai. I'm telling you, I want you ladies, you got it good today. Because in this time, Esther was putting herself at risk. She could not really approach the king unless the king summonsed her. You study it out in that time. She, unless the king summons her, she went in by faith. Did you hear me? Esther's walk was by faith. She said, I've got to stand up. You see, the king could have put her away. The king could have sentenced her to death for approaching him when she didn't have the permission or he didn't summons for her. But she said, by faith, I guarantee you, that, that was a faith principle right there. said, I'm going to speak to him no matter what. Here it goes back to those things I said she had working for her. She had God working for her. This is where it started. Amen? This is, that's how it all began. She had the love of the king. And she had Mordecai, but it started with that first one, having God with her. And she said, if I perish, I perish. But by faith, God already knew what he was going to do. God was already with her. God knew she wasn't going to perish. She didn't, but she said, so be it, so be it. I'm going to do that which is right. I'm going to fulfill what God has placed me here for. She said she fulfilled her mission. She saved her people. Now let me ask you, what about the church? Have we fulfilled the mission? Are we fulfilling the mission? Can I tell you, God did not place you in a pew to be super glued or gorilla taped. Some people got super glued. They're stuck to the pew. God didn't place us there. God didn't place me to be stuck to the pew. 
He said, boy, you got a mouth on you. You're going to open it for me. You got a biggin on you. That's what he told me. <laughs> I believe that. He placed this mouth on me to open it, to speak his word. Hey, man, you see, God's placed you to go and preach the gospel. Maybe not like this, but into the gospel of your workplace, where you go into your household. You know what? We've got too much compromise. We've got too much water down, and we've got too much half-hearted Christian living. God give us some people that sold out. Hurt last thing right here. God raised us up to turn the world upside down. I'm going to tell you, he don't need 10,000. He just needs a few. Jason and his household, they said, these is the ones that trouble us. These have turned the world upside down, but in reality, they were turning it right side up. The world said, we'll turn them upside down. How many want to turn Houston town upside down? Amen. How many want to turn Fulton County upside down? Amen. We need revival. Amen. I'm telling you, you hear what's going on around, even in these small communities, they need Jesus. Overdoses. It goes on and on violence. You know, you see it. We need the gospel of Jesus Christ preached. You see, Christ has appointed us. Christ has put us here. Christ has said, I got you here for this reason. Just like Esther. He didn't set us here to look pretty. He didn't set us here to twirl our hair. Amen. He didn't set us here to just be sitting around and to be idle. He sent us for a purpose. For a time such as this, everyone standing. How many would say this morning, I want to be like Esther? I want to spread that God news into the world. Jesus has called us. Not to sit idly by, but to spread that gospel into the world as there are others. I'm not here to sit by. If so be it, so be it. I'm here to preach the gospel. I'm here for a purpose. He's placed you where you're at for a reason. He has sought, placed you for this time. Lord, we ask you, Lord, to touch in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.